0: I'm Dave Baker. And I'm Andrew Price. Welcome to Deep Cuts, the podcast where we pick a topic and walk you through the ins, the outs, and the nitty gritty, so you can appear like an interesting and idiosyncratic person at your next forced social function. Today's topic is... Arby's. What is Arby's? Well, they're the most boring company ever. ever. But hey, they've got the meats. And also, curly fries. (laughs) Act one, a restaurant so boring. I can't believe we're actually trying to do this. (laughs) Arby's is an American fast food restaurant chain that boasts more than 3,300 locations across the greater United States. They also boast Catchphrase, America's second largest sandwich chain, in parentheses, after Subway. I'm not making that up.
1: America's second largest sandwich chain, in parentheses, after Subway, in double parentheses. But we never had a pedophile guy, though. (laughs) So I think we kind of come out on top, in parentheses.
0: Uh, I don't don't know whether I'm surprised or not surprised that there's 3,300 locations. Part of me is like, that doesn't seem like enough Arby's. I see them everywhere. And another part of me is like, there are three thousand three hundred Arby's. That is so many fucking Arby's.
1: Well, first of all, those numbers always seem low. Whenever you hear numbers of how many, uh, rest like how many restaurants of a chain there are in the country, or like how many books a bestseller has sold, or like how many bo- how many copies of like a a classic book from like decades ago have sold. It always seems low. It almost its always like that's that doesn't seem like that much. I thought I thought it would be way more. Um, but also, if thirty three hundred is a lot, it's because the the name of Arby's has been for too long besmirched. It's been turned into a mockery. But people love Arby's. They're there for the Arby's. When you when you have a rumbly in your tumbly and you're driving down the street and you happen to see an Arby's, you're gonna stop at the Arby's. Why wouldn't you? You're gonna drive past that Arby's. Arby's? Arby's was founded
0: in Boardman, Ohio. Boardman is
1: literally—it's literally from a place called
0: Boardman. It's literally—it's literally from a place called Boardman, Ohio. Let me double check. Let me make sure that's not a typo. But I think that's what it's called. Let me double check. Let me double check. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I really hope that it is true. That it is from Boardman, Ohio. Hold on, hold on. Motherfucker it is from actual Boardman, Ohio!
1: <laughs> Arby's was created in Boardman, Ohio.
0: <laughs> it's because they're the most boring fucking company. Their food is shitty. I, I, uh, their food is so not good. But everyone in the Deep Cuts group is going to eat me alive for this because everyone loves Arby's. I really, I really have to ask though, because you just keep saying
1: that, but when is the last time you had Arby's? Like you're just saying that that, that you are
0: buying into the cultural meme. I've had Arby's twice. I've had Arby's once when I was driving to Flagstaff, from tucson in arizona in college because i was going to visit my friend ruth who was at asu at the time and i've had it once while driving from california to arizona because it was the only place that was open and it was like fucking whatever 1am or something at some shitty like you know those towns where it's like Surprise, Arizona or Seligman or, you know, something like that, where it's like this town is just the gas station and Arby's and some houses. And I am using the definition of house as in four walls that may or may not be on wheels. So let me get this straight. The only time you've ever had
1: Arby's is whenever you were in college, a.k.a. the pinnacle of every person's, like, most pretentious phase, where they're like, oh, fast food is so bad for you. Like, we need to... Not support the these, you know, this unhealthy diet of fast food companies, this gross the fucking jack in the crack. This stuff is going to make me puke. You had Arby's only at the time when you were the most pretentious of your life. Do you think that's who I was in college? That's how everybody was. That's just that's just the stages of life. Do you think that's who I am now? I mean, barely
0: not. <laughs> you know I'm I mean we we both know I'm pretentious about some things but I don't know that I'm pretentious about fast food like I don't know that I like talk about it all the time but like low-key I kind of like some shitty food like I'm not like a foodie in that way you know what I mean but every every like in in
1: your late teens early 20s is whenever you're the most like oh like fucking fast food it's the opiate of the masses they're poisoning us
0: with their preservatives i mean it's not wrong but i i don't know that i necessarily like was that person i just have eaten arby's twice and each time i've eaten arby's i was like this is not good this tastes bad i
1: don't believe that i don't believe that was your genuine experience i I i genuinely believe that that was like a like a a, a painted retrospective version of your experience, thinking back on it.
0: Do you think that if I had it now, I would like it? Oh my god, my 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 stomach is rumbling <laughs> like right now as we speak. Like if we if we met up at an Arby's and I ate an Arby's sandwich, I'm not going to ask you to eat it because you're vegetarian. I'm I'm not asking you to compromise your morals or anything. But you're you're saying that you genuinely think you knowing me. Do we have to do this
1: for this episode? <laughs> we might. Do we have to get curbside delivery or whatever of Arby's, and and I have to sit and watch you eat a a uh, uh, either a uh, what what the fuck are the? It's so good you can't even remember what it is. The fame I'm blanking on the name of the famous the the most the big the
0: big Montana the big Montana. I have to sit there and watch you eat a big Montana. I don't want to eat a big Montana. That does not sound good to me. Do I have to do this? I think we have to do
1: it. We can't. How can we? How can we call ourselves? How can we call ourselves uh, uh, podcast journalists delving into do the deep? Do we call ourselves
0: that? <laughs> no. This is the but first the- I've ever
1: heard of that. <laughs> but for this episode, we have to. We have to t- we have to tackle this from a journalistic perspective and we how could we how can we live with ourselves if we did a whole ar- episode about Arby's with a, with giving opinions about Arby's based on a college meal
0: <laughs> I don't like Arby's I don't want to eat Arby's This episode is basically one long joke I don't want to eat Arby's but I will if that is if the high council of uh, of pizza, pizza, paparitza, Mimerizza celebritza decrees that we must ingest this liquid death for our uh, our podcast listeners. I will do it. It must be done. It must be done. All right. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not convinced yet, but we'll see. We're going to get through the rest of this episode.
1: The last time I had Arby's, well, the last time I really had Arby's was when I was like a kid. But the last time I had Arby's, technically, I didn't eat any of the actual entrees because as their slogan now says- They are just like exclusively a meat sandwich company. But I I, I went and I had Arby's with two of my friends, uh, Craig and Tyler, after we had gotten finished shooting some one of the scenes from McGruff, which is a short film I made. It's a gritty reboot of McGruff, McGruff, the crime dog interpreted as a Michael Mann film from the 80s. We had shot a pickup scene and we went and there's there's like it's gone now. Now there's like some hot chicken place. But in North Hollywood, for some bizarre reason in the arts district, they had like a fancy Arby's, like a hipster Arby's. I'm so disgusted by the thought of that. I don't know why, but they just had this like fancy, like artisan Arby's that was in the, it was like in a, conv- it was like you walked into this. What even is an artisan cart Arby's? Like it, it wasn't it nothing to do with the food, just the actual place. It was like an Arby's is a, a fast food place. It looks like every other fast food place. It's, it's in like a little square box building with like glass windows everywhere. And you walk in and there's like, there's like that crappy nineties looking carpet that has like the patterns on it. So that when you when it gets dirty you can't see the stains and then it has those generic tables and those little plastic chairs or whatever but this was like an arby's that was like inside of a converted fucking like industrial looking place where you walk in the tables are all this like finely crafted wood tables it has like scaffolding and like industrial looking shit up in the ceiling the it's lit by these like big industrial lights that are hanging down It was like a swanky building for this Arby's. I don't know why, but we went in there and ate and it was delightful. I had curly fries, tater tots and potato wedges as
0: my meal. And we had a great, we had a, we we just had a grand time. But that's not Arby's. Like that's, I have no, I have no beef with Arby's curly fries. Those are tasty. I like curly fries. They're delicious. I don't want to eat those weird, soggy, horrible, roast beef and cheddar cheese sandwiches that's what i'm talking about
1: you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna eat a beef and cheddar right in front of me i
0: really you're gonna main,
1: maintain to maintain eye contact with me the entire time so that you can't <laughs> you can't lie to me you 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 will not be able to lie because we will have eye contact and i'll be able to see every truth
0: okay all right i really i really don't want to do this but okay all right we will we'll talk about it at the end of the episode again Let's continue with uh, the episode. So Arby's was founded in Boardman, Ohio on July 23rd, 1964 by Forrest and Leroy Raffle. They were owners of a restaurant equipment business prior to founding uh, Arby's. And we've got this photo here of the two of them. That really, That really does not bode well for my <laughs> argument,
1: though, because it's just like the two guys who started Arby's were just like, well uh you know we uh we 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 build the machines that make the food. how
0: much harder
1: could the food
0: be? yeah yeah it's it really is and it wasn't even they didn't they didn't even make the machines they were like a wholesaler that like, oh, you need like big frying pans and like utensils for your restaurant. we get forks by the ton you will sell you like four hundred forks for five dollars or whatever like they they're like they're fork drug dealers, basically. They're like, you need that forks? You need them forks? Yeah, we got them forks. Oh, you want roast beef? We got that roast beef too. Well, you you know Leroy, uh, you know we've been selling
1: forks for uh coming on about fifteen years now. How how hard could it be to make the stuff that you stick the forks in? Can't can't reckon
0: it'd be rocket science. You know what I'm saying? The brothers originally wanted to call the restaurant Big Tex. Big Tex. I mean, that I'm
1: I'm that's just selling it for me more. I'm I'm down for that. You fucking liar. You liar. My grandpa, my grandpa's name is Tex or was. He's dead, but my grandpa's name was Tex.
0: You fucking liar. I'm not lying about that. You're not lying about that. You're not lying about that. But you are lying that you think that Big Tex is a better restaurant name. That would
1: have made it even better because we would be like, that that would have, I mean, a lot of a lot of the enjoyment of Arby's is nostalgic. Can you imagine what my childhood would have been like if it was called Big Tex? Every time we ever went to Arby's, it wasn't just like, oh, let's go to Arby's. It'd be like my grandpa just being like, let's go to my restaurant. And everyone would be like, ah, <laughs> yeah, because it's your name. And every time we would do that, and every time we want to go, it's like you guys want to go to my restaurant. That just it, it, like my actual childhood
0: pales in comparison to what it being called Big Tex would have brought me. So they they were going to call it Big Tex, but they quickly discovered that there was another business in Akron, Ohio, named Big Tex. So instead, they opted for Arby's, which was a play on. R and B, the Raffle Brothers, put together RB, RBs, Arby's. So now we're gonna, we're gonna watch this fan-made documentary about Arby's, which is so funny to me that there is an Arby's fan that is so dedicated that they made a 10 minute long Arby's documentary. I don't know if we're gonna watch the whole thing. I think we're probably just gonna watch the beginning and talk about how weird it is that there's an Arby's documentary thing that's like, you know, got like five thousand views on YouTube. Good for you. I wish it was me. I wish I made this.
1: What are we? What are we doing? Talking about fucking the dark history of Chiquita banana and QAnon. Yeah. We should be making this Arby's documentaries.
2: Born in nineteen sixty four. The Arby's story
1: this is exactly the person who would make an arby's documentary like he's just barely he's barely cognizant of reality he's just in his own arby's world like uh, let me just talk about the arby's i just had me a beef and cheddar and it was so tasty i decided myself to make a documentary
0: But Arby's is a story of true American perseverance. The description for this video is Joseph Napier, Senior of Youngstown, Ohio, covers the 55th anniversary of the Arby's restaurant chain. (laughs) This is so sweet. I feel bad laughing at this guy and his weird slurring speech pattern. Oh, I'm not I'm not so making fun funny. of
1: him. I'm just I'm just saying like he's so he's like in the fully in the matrix of Arby's.
0: Yeah, he really he's in the, the beef tricks.
1: Like this this voiceover just sounds like he's waiting in a tub of KY jelly. Like that's what that's what his voice like. No man, sounds it's, like. it's
0: cheddar cheese. Oh yeah. He's yeah. waiting <laughs> in a tub of cheddar cheese.
2: In nineteen sixty-four, just outside of Youngstown, Ohio. In a community called Bourbon, Ohio, on July 23rd, to be exact, 1964, under the ownership of the Raffle Brothers, Forrest and Leroy. Forrest and Leroy were born in Newcastle, Pennsylvania. In I can't believe that <laughs> they, it was started in Boardman, Ohio. ...in the mid 50s, working in the restaurant industry gave them a keen sense of how the industry works. Their vision was to sell something that no one else was selling. Their original menu items included a roast beef sandwich, potato chips, soft drinks, milk, and iced tea. At the time there were numerous hamburgers and hot dogs. It's you know his, this guy's voice is like strangely calming. The average hamburger sold for 15 cents and the hot dogs even
1: He just like there's no pretension about it because he's not a he's just some guy. He's not like a real video maker. He's not a content creator. That's the perfect way of saying it. He's not a content creator. This isn't some video essay created by some fucking video essayist YouTuber. This is just a dude who wants you to know about Arby's. And with that, that non-existence of pretentiousness, no college years, Dave, to be felt in this (laughs) entire thing you're just it's just you're just put at ease you're in, you're in a simpler version of reality where we're not we're not obsessed with celebrity and getting clicks and putting our thoughts out there and getting attention and being validated. We just want to tell you about Arby's.
0: You know, this guy is kind of like the down-home Ken Burns. Yeah. Like community college Ken Burns. That's what this is. This is a a guy who's retired, who's always liked movies and documentaries. and He's like, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to sign up at this local community college for a videography class.
1: I mean, this is Ken Burns. If like on the day that he was about to like do his first documentary his he was he was the the, the first thing that he did that make it big. Whatever that whatever Ken Burns first like big documentary was on that day as he was about to go into the editing room and cut it start cutting it together. He just got really hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I just go for some Arby's right now. And then this is what. This is what happened, and then his whole career just shifted in another direction.
2: Cheaper. Arby sold this sandwich, making it something um, special. It was 69 cents. Not only the size, but of course the price was different. Um, Arby's building design was designed after a Conestoga wagon. Its interior was large and roomy, allowing customers to be able to eat in or dine outside on the patio, as you see pictured there or in the car. The Arby's Loco was in keeping with the Western theme. and was designed by Gloria Raffle, uh, the wife of Forrest Raffle, to be exact. Uh, the Arby's neon sign was made by a local sign company, the Penske Sign Company. It was made to look like a Cowboy's 10-gallon hat. Here's some Arby facts, if you didn't know. <laughs> Arby's <laughs> opened its first franchise in Akron in 1965. Arby's was sold in 1976 for 18 million dollars to the RC Cola Company. There's that logo. I told you. Oh my God! RC Cola owns Arby's. Oh, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there.
0: <laughs> it was. Uh, it was started in
1: Boardman, Ohio, and it's owned by RC Cola.
2: Arby's introduced its curly fries in 1988, originally called the Curly Q fries. In 1979, late 79, Arby's moved his corporate headquarters. Oh, my God. Look at that fucking photo. (laughs) Uh, Georgia, just outside Atlanta. Arby's is the second largest sandwich chain in America. they at that Conestoga wagon. The roof design, the original roof design.
1: Oh, my God. Arby's was uh, started in Boardman, Ohio. It was eventually purchased by the RC Cola company and uh, a large percentage of stock in the company is owned by Ken Bone. You know that, that guy, that <laughs> undecided voter from the 2016 election with the red sweater. He he, own, he owns a, a significant portion of the company.
0: What is Ken Bone doing these days? What is what is Ken Bone up to? I don't know. <laughs> let's, let's do a little quick search. Ken Bone, man. That's so funny. Um, Ken Bone has 156,000 followers on Twitter, and he just tweeted one day ago, four years ago, I blocked Ricky Berwick because every time he replied to any of my tweets, I'd get a bunch of troll followers, like this one in this thread. Yesterday, I saw that he was blocked and retweeted about it. Now they're back. Twitter is a cesspool. (laughs) Before that, he had not tweeted anything for two weeks. Oh, here's one. Um, he's tweeting a photo of his living room. He's got a he's got a nice living room. Uh, he he read he he read the Andrew Yang book, Forward: Notes on the Future of Our Democracy by Andrew Yang. Tweeted photos of that. So he's out here. He's on cameo, dude. He's on cameo.
1: Yeah, my my uh, my friend, my 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 friend Joey used to do a podcast called Twenty Five Minutes of Silence where it was the the podcast was he would get guests on and then they would just sit in silence for twenty five minutes. And he had Ken Bone on the show. And obviously there, there was no interesting dis- information given because it was literally just them sitting in silence on Zoom for twenty five minutes.
0: Man, that sounds like a nightmare.
1: I guarantee you that Ken Bone loves Arby's.
0: I think he does too, which is not a positive <laughs> I don't, I don't think Ken Bone is the one that's gonna fucking <laughs> sway me to thinking Arby's is good He's also the guy that has a fucking pregnancy fetish and refu- refers to women who are pregnant as sexy submarines Where's
1: the lie? <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, that's, to, that's not my bag, but I'm glad that that's happening, I guess I don't know So anyway, that was that weird fan-made pseudo-documentary about the history of Arby's There's ten whole minutes of it, and we got through about two and a half I don't think we need to listen to the rest of it.
1: Let's 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 look at this real quick. So this this is what the Arby's in Roswell, New Mexico looks like, and it's it th- this is literally the same exact window painting that it had when I was a kid. This is from th- this is from 2014. This is the exact same window painting. I don't know if they touch it up and they repaint it or something, but this is what the window painting had when I was a kid.
0: They have to touch that up.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's on the on the little like glass windows of the front of the Arby's. It says "Welcome Aliens," and then it has like pictures of aliens holding up uh, signs that say "We Love Arby's." And this is not. I'm I'm just doing a cursory glance here. This is they've changed the sign. So this is apparently what the sign looks like now, and it's just an Arby sign, and then underneath the Arby's sign, the logo or whatever. It just has a little thing that says aliens welcome with a little picture of an alien waving. But that's not what it looked like when I was a kid. And I don't know if I can pull up an older picture of it, but what it used to be was there was a there was a UFO crashed into the top of the
0: hat. Uh, of the top of the hat? Oh wow, there's like a sculpted a sculpted flying saucer?
1: Yeah, it was yeah, well, I mean it, no, it was it wasn't a sculpted 3D one. It was like a flat thing, but it was the the, the the UFO was crashed into the side of the of the hat but now they've changed it this is a new sign they can tell that this is like an updated RB sign the UFO is gone and then they just have a sign underneath that says aliens welcome
0: and then a bunch of photos from the TV show Roswell
1: yep which I read that whole book series when I was a kid and watched that show and I was like this is nothing
0: like Roswell we don't have nightclubs here <laughs> this is nothing like Roswell where's the meth yeah Seriously. So the first restaurant opened in Boardman, Ohio, just outside of Youngstown in 1964. They only served uh, beef sandwiches, roast beef sandwiches, potato chips, and soft drinks. During the 1970s, though, Arby's expanded to close to 50 different restaurant locations. During this time, it created several new menu items, including... The beef and cheddar.
1: That's that's what I right Direct eye contact the whole time. Uh, Jamocha,
0: chi- Jamocha shakes, chicken sandwiches, curly fries, and their two signature sauces, the Arby's sauce and the horsey sauce.
1: Mm, you're going to have, you're going to listen, Dave. Listen, listen. You're going to take, you're going to get, you're going to get two beef and cheddars. You're going to carefully open up the, that foil wrapping you're going to flatten out the wrapping down on the table you're going to have the sandwich there you're going to have one dollop of Arby's sauce one dollop of Horsey sauce and you're going to alternate bite by bite alternate between the two
0: I don't want this I don't. I don't want this at all Eventually the baked potato was added to the menu in 1985 and then the coming of the big transition curly fries were introduced as curly cue fries in 1988 delicious oh the year i was born dave i was christened i
1: was i was i was a i was the avatar for the curly Q's. I My being was just a personification of the deliciousness of the curly fries at Arby's calcified into a human being. I was I was brought screaming into this earth covered in Arby's sauce,
0: not blood. Again, disgusting. And I would like to ask, what the fuck was going on with your mom that she was spewing Arby's sauce? That's not, that's not healthy. That's not good.
1: She was she was eating Arby's every day of her every day for my entire pregnancy for the entire pregnancy she was ate, ate Arby's every single day. Yeah, but she shouldn't be leaching Arby's sauce out of her womb. It was an immaculate birth. I I was in. She was inseminated <laughs> by Arby's.
0: Does Arby's have like a Ronald McDonald, the, the you know, the Burger King? Did, did they have a, a, a mascot? It's me. I'm <laughs> ma- mascot. I, I, I knew you were going to say that. As soon as I was like, do they have a mascot? Thinking out loud. I was like, I know he's going to say it's me. That was that was really satisfying. <laughs> 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 you would make I think you would make a good fast food mascot I think i would I would listen to you as long as you were selling anything other than Arby's. I feel yeah, like I, I, I feel
1: like I would make the best mascot slash spokesperson for Arby's better than any of the other ones because it's like there's a level of bias going on where it's like, yeah, of course the Burger King is gonna fucking tell you his burgers are good. He his whole kingdom's economy runs on these burgers. If he if you stop buying the burgers, then then you know his whole the whole system breaks down. Eventually, the peasants in the streets are gonna be just racked with poverty. They're gonna revolt against the elite uh, monarchy, and then eventually you have the Burger King in the gallows, having his head chopped off by these angry citizens. Like, of course, he's going to be out there pushing the burgers. Ronald McDonald, he's he's the, he's the fucking joker. He's anarchy. He doesn't care. He's just like, yeah, little kids, eat these burgers. I don't give a fuck. My best friend is a giant purple t- piece of shit. But I would be out there being like, listen, I don't even eat meat. I'm a vegetarian. And even I'm telling you that this is quality.
0: When was the last time that you ate Arby's? Uh, like yeah, like I said, I'm I'm pretty sure not the, and not the French fries, the actual sandwich. When was the last time you ate an Arby sandwich?
1: I'm pretty sure the last time I had Arby's uh, proper, there could have been a time after, uh, but I think it was really like when I was younger,
0: when I when I was like when I was a kid. So you're saying just let me. I just want to make sure that I get the through line of this discussion crystal clear. You're saying that me at whatever, let's just say 20. Me at 20, it was not capable of properly evaluating a piece of food while you at age nine definitely were. That's what you're saying. I
1: vividly, I can taste it in my mouth right now. I vividly remember the taste.
0: But you're saying that at age nine, you were more mature and had a better understanding of what good food was. It's not, no, 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 no,
1: no. It's not about being more mature. It's not about having a better understanding. It's about having a more open mind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you. You think that you were more open to possibilities as a nine-year-old than I was at 20. Of course, as a a wide-eyed, optimistic
1: nine-year-old versus a cynical, jaded... College
0: kid <laughs> looking for trouble in this world. Don't you think usually when people are in college, they're trying to experience new things. They're looking around. They're trying to explore, develop their identity. Where especially straight white dudes, when they're little kids, always have weird fucking manias about food. They're always like, mm, I don't want to eat rice because rice looks weird. I was never like that. I, I'm I'm
1: the opposite of a picky eater.
0: Do you remember? <laughs> I feel bad telling this story, but I don't feel too bad because <laughs> this episode is pretty thin. So I need to have something to shoot the shit about. Do you remember when we worked together? I know you do, but bear with me. Do you remember when we worked in the office together and you hired a person who was a little bit younger than us to work in our department? Do you remember, do you know what I'm talking about? Of course I do. Do you? Okay, so I'm gonna tell the story. When Andrew and I worked together at a, in an office at a media company, Andrew was the head of the department, and he had hired a young teenager YouTuber who had grew his his social media pages and specifically his YouTube pages to be very successful. Whatever, hundreds of thousands of followers, subscribers, whatever.
1: One of the, one of the one of the biggest managerial mistakes I've ever made.
0: He hired this kid who lived in New York, and he. F- offered him a job at the company that we worked at. The kid flew out and moved was going to move across the country to Los Angeles to start his life working at this media company, right?
1: He was tired of he was tired of the constant copyright issues he was running into with his YouTube channel and he just wanted to like get a real job basically.
0: Yeah. So, the first day this kid was in the office. And by kid I mean literal kid. Like I don't think of us as old, but we're—I'm not gonna even speak for you. You are an adult. I'm basically an adult. I can sort of get around, right? I can kinda of be professional when I need to be. This kid was—he had just turned 19, but he really just turned like 16.
1: No, he—he re- he really just turned not the nine—the version—the
0: strawman nine-year-old you were just describing. That's—he just turned that. He really did. And so every, was it Monday or Tuesday? It's been so long since we've been in the office, I don't even remember anymore. There was one day in the office a week where we were given a, a lunch, right? Which was really, really cool. It was a fun thing to work in this media company and you get, you know, whatever. Uh, this Monday or Tuesday or whatever, it's fucking taco day. And this day it's Chinese food day. And this day we're fucking having uh Peruvian food, or whatever, I don't know, whatever. And the day that he had showed up his first day, which I think was a Monday, but it might've been a Tuesday. Um, we were having Chinese food, and we were standing in line. And you know, I love Chinese food. I fucking love Chinese food. So I'm like just doing my happy dance. And I also love like shitty Chinese food, like the Americanized, not authentic, like Panda Express. Like this shit is filled with sodium Chinese food. Like I, I love that.
1: He's just, he's he's just coated in orange chicken sauce right now.
0: <laughs> I really am. Yeah, and. Uh, so we're waiting in line You know, our, our department was on a different floor than everybody else So we came down and it was all of us kind of editors and uh, video writer people standing in line And we're, you know, all making small talk or whatever And I'm trying to get to know the new kid And so I'm like, so, insert new kid in your name here Where uh, where are you from? And he's like, oh, I'm from New York Oh, that's cool, that's cool, man My family's from there You can say um, his
1: name, Jake Paul <laughs> honestly this guy was just like a shitty unsuccessful Jake Paul like yeah he really up. was
0: <laughs> so we're 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 standing in line you know and our whole little department is you know being nice and talking to him or whatever and he's like oh what are we having for lunch or whatever and I was like I, I don't remember what today is oh wait no I do it's it's chinese food we're having chinese food today and he the like blood <laughs> drained from his face <laughs> he was like what and I was like yeah we're having chinese food you know fucking i don't know it was like the standard stuff like orange chicken and beef and broccoli and veggies and rice and stuff and he looked really scared and one of the editors in our department turned to him and she goes "What? have you ever you've had chinese food before right and he goes no and it wasn't just a no it was like the no of a man on death row yeah, going to the gallows yeah he was like no no so we get up there and you know everything's laid out in catering dishes and you just get your little plate and your chopsticks or your fork or whatever and you're like scooping like oh I'm gonna have a scoop of rice, I'm gonna have some veggies I'm gonna have some orange chicken, I'm gonna have some fucking wontons, whatever and so I'm going to town baby like I uh, I love a free meal and I especially love a free meal where there's a bunch of other people eating so I'm not gonna be judged and I just like on the days that we got given free lunch I just wouldn't eat the rest of the day because I would just like pile food on that plate just just dump food onto it cause I am I'm so used to being poor that whenever there's free food I turn into like somebody from the great depression where i'm just like this is our last meal ever we must eat it all no yeah, you're just you're just you're
1: fagin the jew you're just like you've got like a bunch of little kids who you've like hired <laughs> to like <come> in and-
0: <laughs> i'm just like i'm just like put i've got I'm, i wear like uh i wear like giant trench coats that have pockets in them and i'm just like fisting wontons <laughs> into the fucking pockets and i'm just like I'm just taking curry sauce and putting. I just yeah, it's I just I love Chinese food, but I also uh, chili sauce. I meant chili sauce. I I love Chinese food, but also I was like half just like horribly being rude and like dumping shit on my plate, and half like looking at this kid who was right behind me, and he had taken a plate. It was like hands
1: trembling, like trying to decide if you like, this is my new
0: life. This is my new life. And he was like looking at the rice like it was something from an alien world. He was looking at it like he just like you might as well have just told him this is the brains of some otherworldly creature. Like it was he was so confused. And I was just like mesmerized by this because it's it's rice. It's not that I don't they don't have rice in New York. Like, what the fuck? And so he like basically he only put I think he put like green beans and fortune cookies on his <laughs> on his plate. He didn't he didn't put anything on it really. And so we're all we all go back to the elevator to go upstairs and i kind of was just like uh yeah so fortune cookies huh and he was just like yeah i just just really like fortune cookies and i was like ah that is not true baby boy (laughs) that is not true everyone
1: just immediately so so immediately hated that guy (laughs) when he came in they were just like who the fuck is this i think it was just a combination of like just that he was he did not fit in from a culture spe- perspective at all and also he was just so young that i think everybody was just immediately resentful of like who's this fucking teenager who's just coming in at like the my level as like a fucking child who has no experience and is just going to like work with us and they <laughs> everyone just hated him so much which was like Not unwarranted. Like it was a little bit of it was just like, guys, come on, like give him a chance. But like also like he was a ridiculous person.
0: And then and then it was really funny because it was basically like after lunch, we were all in the office, you know, and like our our office was really fun. Like you specifically were really good at kind of like making the environment be one where it was like, okay, there's playtime and then there's work time. And there's a good mixture of both, right? Like there's times where we're all sitting around shooting the shit. There's times where we're talking about movies or joking around. But then there's also like this is a workplace and you, editor person, need to go do your job. And you, writer person, need to go do your job. And we're going to now work. And after lunch, he because he had come in a little bit later in the day, he was meeting other people in the company or something. So in the beginning of the day, we had all had our, we're all fucking around joking or having conversations time. And he came in at lunch, we ate lunch, and then everybody went into work mode where we all got quiet and we had our headphones on and we were typing or editing or doing what we had to do. And he was sitting caddy corner from me and I like glanced over at him and he looked like he was in detention. Like it was dawning on his face like, oh, this is what a job is like we're going to sit in silence all day and work <laughs> it was it was
1: so it was such a disaster it was such a disaster <laughs> and like i should have known from the very beginning i mean on like obviously if it, if it's if you can't tell from just the context so far like the reason why i hired him was because of this experience he had with like personally building and growing a youtube channel and we were looking for somebody to like sort of Help with our YouTube stuff. And I was like, I just want to find like some kid who's just like fucking not some person that works at some company that like has done YouTube before because they always exaggerate their experience. And also they have all this help from other people. And, you know, a lot of the way that people that companies grow YouTube channels is through like paid growth. So These people that come in and say they have YouTube experience like they don't really actually they just like have like they have like YouTube experience on training wheels. I want to find some kid who just like started their own YouTube channel and grew it to millions of followers just by themselves. So that was like the impetus of this. But I should have known that it was going to be a disaster from the very beginning because we did the when we did the interview with him, I did it. I mean, I had talked to him on the phone, but whenever we did the 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 Zoom actual interview, because he's over in New York, we sit down, open the computer. It was like it was like a, an SNL sketch. It was like it was like a Paul or not a Paul Mooney, a uh, Kyle. It was like a Kyle Mooney SNL sketch. He because he's a kid. And you can, as soon as I saw him, the whole narrative just like appeared in front of my mind. Like I saw everything that led to this moment because he gets on the Zoom call. He's in a closet. (laughs) He's got, he's got like a button up shirt on and then the tiniest bow tie that man has ever devised. (laughs) There's no bow tie that's ever been smaller than this. This comedically small bow tie. And then he, he he you can tell that he has there's a computer off to his right and he has headphones that are plugged into it. And he's wearing the headphones to, to hear. And you can tell that, like, the computer is far enough away because the headphones are just like there's no slack. They're just the headphones are coming out of his ear. And then just to the right. <laughs> there's there's zero slack. They're just, they're just they're they're taut between his ear and whatever the source is where they're plugged in. And the whole time he's like wrestling with the the the, the pull of the headphones, where he's like He's like in some situation where the chair is like just far enough away from the computer where he's kind of like in this weird, awkward position where if he moves his head, he'll rip the headphones out of the jack. But like he wants to have the headphones on. So he's like doing this balancing act through the whole interview of like trying to like not pull the headphones out, not move his head, not make any sudden movements, but stay where he is to where you can see him in the in the webcam So he's just like doing this the whole interview with this tiny bow tie and we do the interview and then it ends and I just start laughing out loud. And I'm like, that was one of the top 10 most ridiculous things I've ever been involved with. And I should have known then. I was like, this is gonna be a disaster. The the interview itself was like a fucking comedy sketch. <laughs> this is gonna be bad.
0: Why did you why did you keep hiring? Why did you say yes then if, if that was that crazy? Just the allure. I mean, he it was it was a combination of
1: what the experience that he brought to the table, and then I had him do like an assignment where I was like, look at all of these. Ideas and come up with some thumbnails for them and come up with like what your title would be. And the, the work he sent back was solid. I was like, yeah, this guy does know what he's doing. Um, And that's that's rare to find, you know, with I have extensive experience with like creating and growing YouTube channels and other social media channels. And it's very easy for me to recognize when somebody is bullshit just by looking at their work and hearing what their perspective is on things. And so I saw him and I was like, yeah, he knows what he's talking about. Like he's legit. Um, So it really was just like the, the lure of that of like this guy built his own youtube channel and like he knows what he's talking about i've seen the work i've seen the receipts and uh so yeah so i against my better judgment just from a culture perspective i did that and it was and it was like it was a, it was a validation of like yeah listen to listen to your every anytime you're ever gonna hire somebody and you're having those like thoughts at the back of your mind of like this isn't gonna be a good fit like you need to go with those instincts.
0: The funniest thing the uh, I was just going to say the the funniest thing about all of this is how it ends because so he was there for that day and he his mom had bought had helped him buy an apartment and they had shipped his his car. I think he had a jeep. Yeah, he had like a, he had like a big like he was he was a he was rich. He was like a rich kid. He's like
1: he lived in upstate New York. His parents were rich. He lived with his parents. He had like a giant
0: like utility jeep that he drove shipped out from New York. And so you know he was he was in L.A. for a day or two days prior to coming in for that first day of work. He worked with us for a day and then the next morning. <laughs> Do you want to tell this or should I? Is it better if you tell it? No, go ahead, go ahead. So then the next morning we hear <laughs> we hear that he's gotten into a car accident and that he's moving back to New York. <laughs> <laughs> he got
1: into a fender bender his like immediately after the first day of work. He got into a fender bender in his Jeep and then he was just like, "Nope, cancel it all.
0: Moving back to New York? I can't. I quit." The only other thing he did while he was in California after I'm sure they, you know, canceled the lease on his apartment that his mom got for him or whatever was that he had never eaten a hamburger before. And so he recorded a video of himself eating in and out burger <laughs> for the first time. And it was like an alien had landed on <laughs>
1: Earth. Yeah, we were like, because he had a YouTube channel and he did vlogs. So we were like, we were like tracking his life after that. Like after that happened, we would just watch his videos. And he ate, he did the video where he was the reaction video to trying in and out and he took takes a bite and he's like, oh my God.
0: Oh my god! Like he's literally acting like that, and not oh my god! Like it's in and out. It's the best thing ever. It's like humans like this. Dare
1: dare I try to look this up? Because I, I don't even know. I don't remember his name. Tyler. It was Tyler something. I can't even remember what his name was.
0: Tyler. Fuck. What was his name? And he had a he had a he had a a channel that was built all around Minecraft, and it got deleted. And he like posted a bunch of videos that were like. Low-key, oh my god, this dude is suicidal. Yeah, I wish I could remember his name to try to see if we could
1: find that in and out video. Because it's like we're not exaggerating. I mean, we're not even doing it justice. Like how ridiculous his reaction was, but he just ended up becoming like a, a meme in the office of like, and and part of me was just like, I just felt really like embarrassed. Cause I was like, man, like these, these people just hated him so much. And now he's just an office joke. And it's like the, un, the unspoken truth is like, I hired this guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was, it was definitely a bit for a long time. Um, Hold on. Let me see if this is him. Nope. This is a different, tyler that was a minecraft dude hmm yeah i have no i have no way i could even i just googled tyler minecraft youtuber and it was a different guy yeah i don't damn man this was just so funny to me it was so funny to me fuck all right i guarantee you one thing though he he
1: he had that reaction to fucking in and out burger i guarantee you that he never had arby's
0: way to pull it back in baby In 1984, the Arby's gang met the villain they unfortunately couldn't overcome. With tasty beef and a gigantic cowboy hat logo, Victor Posner. What does this guy look like? Victor Posner, what is what is what does this guy look like? Uh he looks like he looks like a legendary
1: Hollywood director who made like some of the most formative works that shaped our vocabulary of filmmaking, but that like they were also super racist. <laughs>
0: Uh, he looks like the type of guy who, you know, he looks like, he looks like Sumner Redstone. Yeah, he does.
1: I mean, to a certain degree, it's just like, he's an old, they just all, all old guys look kind of the same.
0: Yeah. Um, so Victor Posner was of, uh, Russian and Jewish descent and was born in Baltimore. He was one of the pioneers of the, in air quotes, hostile takeover business practices. Um, he would basically buy up companies and buy up stock in companies, and then strip them from their for their resources and sell everything off dirt cheap, just like basically draining liquidity from companies. Who was the Who was the guy who also was like that, but he just wasn't good at it? Oh, the dad of uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, Square jaw, machine gun, Instagram influencer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: Dan Dan Bilzerian. Yeah, his. Yeah, it's it's he's a more successful version of Dan
0: Bilzerian's father. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so hold on one second, fucking son of a bitch. Um, yeah, so he's like a more successful. He's the He's who Dan Bilzerian's dad wanted to be. So in 1984 alone, Victor Posner bought Axia Incorporated, Evans Products, RC Cola, a Texas Grapefruit Grove, and you guessed it. Arby's, which got put underneath RC Cola, so RC Cola basically owned Arby's, um, and he obtained it in a in a hostile takeover from its then parent company, the Royal Crown, um, through his company the uh, through his company DWG Corporation. Although although
1: in this case the 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 hostile takeover was essentially just. Hey guys, I'm taking this company. And then uh, Forrest and Leroy were just like, oh I guess, I guess you gotta do what you gotta do. It, it, it's a sad day, but what are we what are we gonna say? All right, here's
0: here's the key, here's the here's the stencil for the hat. Over the next nine years, our boy Victor Posner ran Arby's into the ground. Eventually, a PepsiCo exec, Don Pierce. Uh, was brought into in air quotes, resurrect Arby's. And he was given $100 million in funding by the parent companies uh, to basically rehabilitate Arby's and make it a player again in the fast food space. $100 million in blood money to betray his Pepsi roots and go to the RC Cola side? Yeah, pretty much. And Pierce, Pierce moved in with a new, basically like a high concept for the business. At this point, 1996, Boston Market was a a huge booming business model. This kind of like upscale fast food, right? Like fast food plus. Um, And they wanted Arby's to emulate that business model with a new marketing campaign that they coined Roast Town.
3: The cut above Arby's begins with a new look, which includes an updated sign, paint in contemporary color this is a
0: franchisee video that was sent to all of the people who owned arby's in order for them to upgrade their arby's to be roast town
3: appropriate we bring the look out of the 1970s especially with competition expanding all around us with brand new store the investment required to update the restaurant varies by store
1: okay so this is this is actually when they uh, the roast town might have failed But this is when they changed from the old version of the sign that you kind of see in vintage photos where it's like a big uh, giant hat. And then inside of the hat, it says Arby's roast beef sandwich is delicious to the version of the sign that we're all familiar with. It's existed since, you know, before we were born and, you know, into the 90s whenever we were growing up. This is when that change happened
3: remodeled through the years will have less of investment to make as their units are more closely matched to the evolution of the brand. We tried a large remodel program like 4 to a new pinnacle that costs us nearly a half a million dollars and we tried a reduce investment plan with exterior construction costs below fifty thousand. Whatever remodeling the unit requires, the updated building must reflect on the outside that a new Cut Above dining experience is offered on the inside. The largest improvement for Cut Above Arby's is expanding the menu. The goal is to build on a roast beef strength and create a Cut Above Roasted Meat restaurant. This is so boring. Got that roast beef strength! Specialty sandwiches <laughs> are produced on fresh baked breads. We bake these breads right in front of customers. <laughs> he said that with like he said that with like a
1: sexual excitement.
3: We've added a line of roasted meat sandwiches. Roast chicken, roast turkey, roast ham. This line has been so successful. Why is everything roasted? That's their thing, man.
0: Roast. But why is it all just roast and why is it like hamburger buns with for sandwich experiences like why can't and it just be like normal bread
1: oh uh I don't know Dave uh, why do people, <laughs> people innovate <laughs> also we have an open
3: roast beef sandwich which is served with and gravy in a large basket <laughs> the cut above menu offers appetizers like you see in mid-scale restaurants <laughs> such as jalapeno <laughs> poppers and onion petals <laughs> <It becomes laughs> 8% of sales a huge <laughs> restaurants sell similar appetizers, but Arby's is the only place customers can get the appetizers they crave served fast. So they they offer appetizers. As we move to more upscale clientele, we also offer sides in addition to homestyle fries, like real mashed potatoes, crunchy coleslaw, and pasta salad. We've built an Arby's sauce equity to include a sauce bar. That a sauce, sauce bar Ooh. ketchup offers onion petal sauce onion salad, petal sauce and atomic horsey sauce it's the ultimate in custom food yeah see this is
1: this is just this is too big this is they they went too big with this yeah you gotta, you gotta keep it it's keep much it simple
3: too big. at our units in Toledo the drive-through has also been re-engineered to be more friendly on any given day half of our customers never enter our stores they visit the drive-through to be successful, we must ensure that our drive-through customers' experiences are as good as those of our dine-in clientele. Consumer research told us that our drive-through customer is demanding in three areas. Does it just me, or does this guy sound like he's
0: like smiling, like he's like kind of like laughing in between takes?
3: You can hear the
0: smile. He's just so
1: excited about Roastown. This is his idea. He's very passionate about this.
3: The backline crew wears headsets to hear large orders early before they hit
1: PO. You just describing a drive-through? In order top top to meet top 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 our drive-through customers needs, we did the bare minimum of what a drive-through is.
3: We have headsets on so we can hear them talk. To introduce the new Arby's idea, we put together some quick and inexpensive advertising. Oh my
0: god. It's the janitor from scrubs in this in this ad for Arby's.
3: <laughs> Buns baked fresh
1: daily. We got the janitor from Scrubs to be in our commercials. Wait, no, I wasn't supposed to say that. That show doesn't exist yet. Uh, forget I said anything. Delete this. Nobody can know about the Arby's sauce's ability to create precogs.
3: I guess that's how they make up for some pretty unexciting food. Oh, fuck yeah! we opted for better food, like slow roasted chicken, ham, and turkey buns baked fresh daily tasty new appetizers and sauces even better desserts (coughs) and maybe we'll just stick to better food come to arby's roast town it's better than where you're eating
1: see that's the true failure the true failure of roast town is that nobody is going to go for that self-deprecating bullshit. You don't shit on your legacy cuz people people love Arby's. They're not going to be down with your shit if you're going to come in with your highfalutin pretentious bullshit of like our food used to suck, but then we made it better. It's like you're 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 shitting on the Arby's fans. You're overpromising and inevitably underdelivering cuz really how much better is it going to be? With a fucking name like Roastown And you're coming
0: off like a fucking arrogant prick The Roastown concept received poor marks in market tests And quickly was discontinued Pierce and his team left the company And sold all of its 354 company owned locations To RTM Restaurant Group An existing Arby's media franchise for seventy one million dollars, yeah, some real fucking experts that understand
1: the appeal of Arby's. They know how to handle the franchise. They know what people want out of an Arby's experience, and they're going to bring that experience to creating a quality Arby's franchise. this This actually this actually reminds me of uh, this this Roast Town thing. Uh, it's funny because it reminds me of um, so you know I, I, I as as I've we've talked about before. On this very episode, I grew up in Roswell, New Mexico, uh, but I also lived in a, a town called Bakersfield, California, um, which is a a fairly large city right above Los Angeles. It's about an hour and a half away, and it is like this weird, uh, hyper conservative oasis in the middle of California. Um, and it is like it, it's it's like a it's like a, a a town straight out of like a combination of the South and the Midwest, just like plucked out of the middle of the country and plopped into California. And for whatever reason, because of that, because of the how large it is and because of the this demographic of it that it's like this very like middle American town, Bakersfield happens to be a test market. For like everything, so we in uh, living in Bakersfield uh, in in high school and beyond. Basically, Bakersfield gets like all of these experimental things that nobody else sees because they'll just companies will just test things and will get them, and then if they're a failure, then like they just never see the light of day. So like I I didn't live there when this happened. I was this was in the 90s and I wasn't living in Bakersfield, but I heard I found out from friends that in the in like the late 90s or so, uh for instance like M- McDonald's had spaghetti. Ugh, really? And uh just random stuff like that. Just random like random products and random stores that are just weird. And then, like, usually just nobody else ever knows about them. And one of them, and another example of something that actually did go out beyond Bakersfield, we were the first uh, city to get those Dorito tacos from Taco Bell.
0: Oh, yeah, totally.
1: And then they, those actually did get catch on and become popular, and they became a thing that everybody knew about, but we were the very first people to have them. Um, but in the, in the late 2000s, around, like, 2007, seven 2006 or seven mid to late 2000s uh all of basically jack in the box did this exact thing
0: they tried to like level up what is it called like uh jack jack of all trades jack of i don't know I'm trying that's to-
1: that's actually much better but it was called it was called the jbx grill and every jack in the box in town rebranded as the jbx grill all the locations had this complete rebuild and refurbish and basically what the JBX Grill was, was it was a fast casual experience that was like a Starbucks, but it was a burger restaurant. So you basically would go in and it was, it looked like a, the inside of a Starbucks. It was like this low lighting. There was like couches and like these padded chairs. With tables, you could sit down, read books, or get out your computer and work on it. There was a fireplace with an actual functioning fire. What in a
0: in a Jack in the Box?
1: Yeah, and but I mean, but the buildings were like they were like fancy. They were like it was like a a little hipster like hangout spot or whatever. And then the and then the the menu was like expanded to be like higher quality. So it was like it was kind of like the Roast Town thing where it was like higher quality versions of food that was like a cut above um, fast food. And uh, yeah, I mean, it failed horribly. It obviously never left Bakersfield and they ended up. So they turned all the JBX grills back into Jack in the Boxes, but they essentially just like the, the 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 renovations were left. They just had these places that looked like this and they just you know they got rid of all the furniture and stuff like that and they just turned them into more regular normal jack-in-the-boxes they put the tables and chairs back in the menu went back to normal but then they just had these fireplaces and they filled them with little jack heads like the the fireplace they put like a they put like a clear plastic covering over it and then they just filled them with little tiny jack heads so if you go if you go to Bakers, I mean maybe maybe at this point they might have eventually like redone them or whatever. But uh, as far as I know, if you go to Bakersfield and you go to a Jack in the Box and you're like, why is there a fireplace in it with like filled with little Jack
0: bobbleheads? That's why. That's so weird. Through the rest of the 90s and into the 2000s, Arby's continued to slide into an abyss of nothingness until eventually an investment group that had recently bought up Wendy's bought Arby's and renamed renamed themselves the Wendy's Arby's Group in 2010, and then eventually just the Wendy's Company. A few more rights deals and investment flops took place until 2017, when I now separated Arby's bought all of buffalo wild wings and changed their name to inspire brands the fuck is going on this is this this is this is just a fast food
1: gangbang like what the hell is happening
0: yep Uh uh-huh yeah really weird so that's uh that wraps up our arby's episode that kind of takes you through the the ins the outs and the nitty-gritty of arby's
1: it does not wrap up the Arby's episode because this is going to immediately transition to oh. you eating an Arby's sandwich.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I can do it. We'll see. Maybe it'll transition, maybe it won't. Right, I see the Arby's sign and it's on the wrong side of the fucking street. I don't know how the fuck we're getting in there. Mm, those crimson hat folds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, God. Fuck. I, do this. This, I can't believe you're this opposed to this. I
0: do not want to do this shit. All right, what's the best way? Nope, can't go in there. That's that any? classic Arby's sign too. There's So many words on Nin- that sign. 1960s version. You know how you know it's bad? Because they need they feel they need to use 70 words to try and convince you to eat there. I mean, they
1: they they, you know, they simplified it for the new one. This one isn't
0: Arby's roast beef sandwich drive-through is delicious. You know what McDonald's sign says? McDonald's. <laughs> oh god.
1: Fuck me! All right, what am I getting? All right, you're gonna get you're gonna get a. Okay, so you're gonna get. Thank you. Originally, I was gonna say you're gonna you should get a beef and cheddar, and a big Montana, but I was thinking like I don't know if you're gonna want to eat two full sandwiches. I really don't. <laughs> so that being said, you're probably gonna you're gonna want to get a beef and cheddar. Wait, is that what it's called? It's called a beef and cheddar, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, so you're gonna gonna wanna get a beef and cheddar, you're gonna wanna get an order of the curly fries, and then I'm gonna get an order of the curly fries and an order of the, I don't even see them on there.
0: Those, like, potato wedge things. You get rid of those. I don't see them. I just see old dirty nuggets. So you want me to do Weird. Yeah, just get, yeah. Do, two, do, two curly fries. Two curly and fries a, and then beef a, a, a beef cheddar. and cheddar. And
1: also get the, get an order of the jalapeno bites. Okay.
0: Okay, I'm ready to order.
1: All right,
2: what would you
0: like? May I please have a beef and cheddar sandwich? All
2: right, a beef and cheddar sandwich,
3: sandwich?
0: Yes, please. All right. And then two orders of curly fries and... Right, what size? Um, medium.
3: All right, so two, uh, two medium curly fries? And a...
0: An order of jalapeno bites. Alright, what
3: size?
0: Three or eight. Just what? Three or eight? Uh, three.
2: five-piece and an eight-piece jalapeno oh. F- oh f- five is good. Five, please. Five, alright. And just to make sure that I got the order correct, you said you wanted
3: a uh beef and cheddar classic, just a sandwich, two medium curly fries a tall jalapeno bites. Yes. Thank you. Alright. And
0: the total will come up to 1660. Thank you very much. Alright,
1: Why why are you so dreading this? Ugh, uh, look at this. Wearing certain boots. Oh my god. Like what guy wearing a giant hat like murdered your family when you were a kid? Thank you. No problem. Uh, I'm from Arizona. That's everybody
0: there. <laughs> Here you go. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. I'm so stressed out right now. Oh, this is insane.
1: What if I start crying? <laughs> I mean, at this point, I kind of feel like I wouldn't be surprised.
0: You're, you're, having, you're having such an emotional reaction to this. I feel like, uh, I feel like I'm going to start crying. I feel like I'm going to cry now, even before it comes out. Just the fear of it overwhelming me. You're going to be t- crying tears of joy when you take that first bite. <laughs> I'm going to be... I'm having, I'm having a panic attack right now. Oh, my God. I can't see. I'm, there's swirling sparks, but each of the little sparks is just a little tiny cowboy hat. <laughs> You're being, you're
1: being just triggered to, like, a blocked-out memory where you, like, almost drowned in a, in a tub of
0: beef and cheddars as a kid. The, the Out of the darkness, curly fries are spiraling up towards me and pulling me down. <laughs> Like tendrils. Yeah. They're grabbing around your
1: feet and pulling yeah. you d- further into the darkness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God.
0: Look at how happy those people look in there. They're like, we're going to get to Arby's. I don't think that that's the case. All of those people are being held there by gunpoint. <laughs> There's a small man hunkered down under that with table a <laughs> with a huge right. hat. With a huge <laughs> hat. The the that, that it's like ninety percent hat, ten percent man. Yeah, but also ninety percent hat, eight
1: percent man, two percent gun. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm not supposed to move, right? I'm just supposed
0: to stay here. Oh yeah, he would
1: have said. Okay. Pull up yeah. or whatever. Oh god.
3: Here's
0: your
1: order. Would you like any sauce with that? Do I want any sauce with that? Uh yeah, can we get can we uh can we do some horsey sauce and some arby sauce? Uh, horsey and arby? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Alright, so Ugh. this is this is the jalapeno bites for old Papa Pricey.
0: Oh god. Ugh. Please be good to me, Arby's gods. Please be good to me. Here's
1: some curly fries there. Okay, alright. And here is the beef and cheddar. <laughs> alright, beef and cheddar. And uh you know, let's not, let's not, uh... Hmm. Well, the curly fries aren't bad. but That's mostly because it's kind of hard to fuck up french fries. Yeah, I mean, they're just frozen things that they put in a fryer. Yeah. Hmm. I wanted these to be so revolting I wouldn't have to eat anymore. Hmm. You just, like, shove the whole thing in your mouth, unhinge your jaw. I just start spontaneously vomiting. All Just right. fucking do it, man. Oh, God. Moment of truth. Moment of truth. All right. All right. Dave's about to take a scrumptious bite no. into a <laughs> no. beef and cheddar from uh. from the from the from the folded hat flaps <laughs> itself. Arby's. Uh. Uh. a weird texture. I I mean, it's roast. It's roast beef. No, this is gross. Man. This is an
0: act. I'm, this is a fucking act, no, man. It's not. This is, a, this is gross. It's an act. Yeah, this is not my bag. Those <laughs> fries aren't bad though. It's weird cuz it's like it's like mushy. It's like cuz it's like it's like thinly sliced roast beef
1: like, have you never have you never had a roast beef sandwich? Mm-mm, not for me.
0: You know what this is like? This is like when Tyler ate a cheeseburger for the first time. <laughs> you, you are having that reaction. You really are. Mm-hmm. mm much of this do I have to eat? I mean, I, I didn't,
1: I didn't, I, I didn't plan this far because I just assumed you would eat it and just be like, oh, this is fine because it's just a, it's just a sandwich. Yeah, I don't like. I this. didn't think you would actually dislike it. I don't understand. I, I don't do not like this. See, Seriously, how much do I have to eat of this? <laughs> Can I do one more bite? Yeah, yes. I wish I could. Oh, that was the worst bun. I wish I could eat it. I wish I could. That was the worst bite. It. it was so soggy. mm mm okay. Ugh. Well, you heard it here, folks. I couldn't.
0: I couldn't make him like Deftones, and I couldn't make him like armies. No, thank you. I would like to never eat that again. I've been Dave Baker, and I'm Andrew Price. This is Deep Cuts. You can find me uh, online at heydavebaker.com or xdavebaker on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find my books, uh, Everyone is Tulip, Fuck Off Squad, Night Hunters in comic book stores anywhere, or Star Trek Voyager 7's Reckoning in comic book stores or bookstores anywhere. Andrew, where can people find you on the internet?
1: You can find me sitting in a car, staring across at Dave. He has a sandwich in his lap. Slowly un- unwrapping it, laying it, laying it out in front of him. It's a it's a particularly well crafted beef and cheddar. I'm I'm helping him. I'm guiding him like like Patrick Swayze with Demi Moore and Ghost, as he guides her hand across the 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 pottery wheel. I'm guiding the horsey sauce onto the wrapper, and I'm just looking at him and I'm saying it's okay, Dave. Nobody has to know. And then I'm watching him as he eats it bite by bite. Slowly, And you can also find me at DAPriceWrites.com where you can get my book, Deadbolt AI Private Eye. You can also get Deep Cuts shirts and hats and other merch by going to DeepCutsPod.com and clicking on the shop or you can go to Bitly.com slash DeepCuts merch. And you can get our Mystery Treehouse Investigation Agency Junior Sleuth patch by going to DeepCutsPod.com. It's on the front page. You can uh, join our Facebook group where we talk about episodes and make memes and other discussion by just searching for Deep Cuts Podcast Facebook group on Facebook. You can join our Discord server by going to bit.ly.com slash Deep Cuts Discord. Another cool community where we talk about the episodes as well as make memes and talk about other things like movies, TV shows, etc. And uh, follow us on on Facebook and Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, junior sleuths, meme chefs, this lady in the Arby's parking lot, On the phone, confirming some kind of meetup with somebody to have Arby's with them. Welcome to the special one night only Arby's (laughs) pizza, pizza, paparitza, mimaritza, celebritza. Live from the Arby's parking lot. (laughs) On Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood, California,
0: wouldn't this? shouldn't this be called the Pizza Pizza Arborita
1: The Pizza Pizza Arborica Mimarizza Celebrizza, live from the Arby's parking lot on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood, California.
0: Can't believe we're here.
1: So let's just let's just get into it. We had we had to switch recording devices because we ran out of memory on the recorder. So let's just, let's just get into this. That's, that's, that's why the audio sounds different, but just fuck it. Just forget it. Forget the audio quality. You're here for the meme quality. So let's look at this. Let's look at this first meme. Wait, that's not the right one. I wanted to look at the different one. What the fuck? <laughs> Some, somehow my, somehow I got scrolled down to a different area that I wasn't. All right, here we go. So. Let's start off, let's start off with a bang here. So this is from, this is from Blake Marari. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. If I did, just let me know and I'll pronounce it right the next time you submit a fire meme. And this is, uh, this is one of those mind expansion evolution memes where everything, every sequence, you're, you're becoming closer and closer to, universal oneness so for the first one when it's just a normal human brain it says knowing each ejaculate contains three milliliters of fluid in the next one when you're, there's some neurons firing off in the brain, it says, knowing that in each milliliter, there are a 100 million sperm. In the next one, where there's starting to be some light that's appearing in the center of the mind, the beginning of enlightenment. Knowing that there are 184,271 milliliters in a 50-gallon barrel. In the next one, where there's starting to be like just universal light beaming into the mind. It says knowing that in each barrel there are eighteen billion four hundred and twenty-seven million one hundred thousand sperm. And the next one where you're just fully just like on another plane of existence. Knowing that Bob Barker has produced one barrel a day since birth. The next one, where you're just like, you're in a, you are an existential light being that is no, you are Dr. Manhattan. It says, knowing that Bob Barker is 97 and therefore has produced 35,698 barrels so far. And then the final one, where it's the enlightened being, but he has Bob Barker's face. It says, knowing that Bob Barker has generated... (sighs) 657 trillion 810 billion 615 million 800 000 individual sperm and is poised to drown the entire world in his cum
0: <laughs> i gotta i gotta give it up that's a solid that's a solid like i we, we all know that i am not pro bob barker cum memes but this is good this is really good this is really good uh, I'm going to go,
1: uh, I'm going to go nine, nine out of 10 pizzas. Uh, we, we don't have the sound effects cause we're in the, we're in the, uh, we're in the Arby's parking lot and we have to be very quiet because the Mr. Arby is surveilling the area. And if he hears any sudden sounds, he'll, he'll be on you like those, like those, uh, quiet place monsters. What are you giving it? Uh, I'm going to give this, I I mean, I'm giving this a full 10. I'll give this 10 out of 10. This is this is the culmination. This is the culmination of all of my machinations.
0: It's doubly funny because you know that this guy sat there and did the math. That's he, why it's that he funny. did,
1: and I'm not even going to check it because I know it's right.
0: Even if it's not right,
1: even if it's not right, it's, it's right. Right. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Here's here's another one. It's that meme where somebody's finding the scroll of truth. And so it's the guy in the cave and he's opening up this chest and it's, uh, it's Davy Bakes. <coughs> That's, it says that he is Davy Bakes. And he says, I finally found it after 15 years. And he pulls up the scroll and says, the scroll of truth. And then the scroll says, Spandrew Spice is real and makes wholesome memes.
0: And then he chucks it and goes, nah. We all know that Spandrew Spice is Andrew. We we all. Know I don't know why you're saying this. We all know that Spandrew Spice is Andrew. We all know it.
1: Never in the history of this segment have you ever just randomly accused me. Oh no, it's not true because you have you have speculated that I might be Bill Bix, Bill Bixby's Oscar.
0: That's true. But I you, do. I do sometimes. But you know what though? I do, I think you're not Bill Bixby's Oscar now because of Spandrew Spice. But never. Why before, didn't you name it something that was like you know more of ab- Toos Never before have, have you
1: openly accused me of just being one of the listeners.
0: I know that you're Spandrew. You're not, Spandrew Spice isn't a listener. Spandrew Spice is a fucking made up persona that you've used to circumvent and, and ruin the pizza, pizza, paparitza, memorizza, celebritza, the holy institution.
1: I told you that I, I retired
0: from making memes. Yeah. And then you <laughs> circumvented that by making an alternate persona for yourself named Spandrew Spice.
1: This is so offensive to Spandrew Spice. <laughs>
0: There's no, you're just even, saying that he's not no real. There is no human named Spandry Spice.
1: Well, what, what, what are you giving this? What are you giving? Blast s- special. It's the blast special? What is the blast special? Is eight and
0: a half. Eight, oh, no, no that's, that's a Fellini. That's a Fellini. Blast blast special is eight. Yeah, eight. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that right?
1: Is it right? It's been so long. I don't. Yeah, we've we haven't done it in so long, and I don't. I don't have the. I don't have the sound fe, effects. I
0: give it a Fellini. I give it a Fellini. Fellini. Eight and a
1: half. And a half. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a Fellini as well. That's definitely that's definitely there. That's definitely on the on the level hit there. All right, so there to put into context around this time somebody and i won't name names and it's not a criticism on them i'm not I'm not trying to try not trying to criticize anybody it's just a, a, a fact that happened not angry about it i just thought it was funny but so, uh, one of the listeners specifically joined the facebook group to tell us that they hated the pizza pizza paparitsa me maritsa yeah they 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 joined the facebook group just to say that yeah and have not posted since which is fine that's i i have there's no grudge no ill will there it's not for everybody but it's it was funny to me that they joined just to say that so but in response to that a couple people uh memed that and so uh aaron dockery created this meme which it's a picture of a guy which i think that's that's jared Kiso
0: from yeah uh, from
1: Letterkenny. yeah Mm uh i I, that's who i thought it was but i wasn't 100% sure um cuz it's from the from the back of him.
0: You don't recognize that wonderful wonderful ass?
1: Well, I do, but I just well, I I wasn't 100% sure. Um, so it's a picture of him from behind and he's looking at a he's looking at a door. I don't even I don't know what he's doing, but he he's standing there and the text above it says PPP MC haters be like. And then the, in the first one, he's just standing there and it says, and this has been deep cuts. And then in the second image, it says, now it's time for
3: pizza, pizza,
1: paparitza,
0: mimaritza, pizza.
1: And then his butt clinches, like no, <laughs> noticeably clinches.
0: Uh I'm into it. I'm going to give it a seven.
1: Seven? Yeah. What? What's a seven? Is there no...
0: I, don't, I feel like there is, but it's been so long that yeah, I don't I can't, remember, I can't so remember seven.
1: I can't remember the names. Uh, I'm going to give this one a, I'm going to give this one a six, a six. Give him a six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Is this the next one? Yeah. I think this is the next one. Um, so at one point Dave uploaded a picture of himself as a kid where he is wearing like a skipper hat.
3: <laughs> it's
0: a SeaWorld promotional hat.
1: Yeah. 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 That's what, yeah. that's, that's what I, I had one of those too. When I was a kid, I recognized it. I knew I recognized it from something. Uh, he's wearing he's wearing like a like a jean like an oversized jean jacket. It's like way too big for him.
0: It was it was the nineties, man.
1: Yeah, and uh, he's got this this SeaWorld hat, and he's got uh, some people that are some nineties out looking people with acid wash jeans and nineties looking crew neck sweaters, and they've got their hands on his shoulder, but you can't see who they are. And he just he posted this picture and into the group. So in response, our our boy, our very real boy. Spandrew Spice Oh god damn it Dropped his next banger
0: Spandrew Spice is Andrew
1: Okay so this meme from Spandrew Spice It's the picture of Dave as a kid With the SeaWorld hat on But he's in like a Some kind of like Ancient Masonic looking ritual room This is amazing How long did this take you to make? I mean it, it took me it took me 30 seconds to look at and read i don't know about making
0: this is really good
1: um you should be proud of your work i i'm proud that i inspired this creativity in our listeners with the you know the show that we do i
0: didn't notice that one there's like a it like a monkey version of me on a tricycle
1: yeah that's really good uh so it's a little it's a little kid dave and he's in a he's in a robe and he's holding a knife and then there are multiple daves around him there is the you think i'm going to say no dave there's the old man dave there is uh there is the uh, cruella doppelganger actor dave there's the lorenzo baker dave there is the arby's sandwich head dave and then there is the orangutan on a tri- on a tricycle dave and they're all circled around the baby Dave and they've got their hands on his shoulder and they're all wearing robes. They're all wearing wearing cult robes and (laughs) baby Dave has got the knife pointed at Bob Barker who is tied up with rope and he's got a ball gag in his mouth. And you think I'm going to say, no Dave is saying do it baby sailor Dave. You must kill him to kill the part of yourself that is holding you back. Only then can you become one of the quantum Dave's only then can you begin your transformation.
0: Do it. (laughs) <laughs> uh, this is really solid. I'm going to give this one a nine and a half. This is really good. I'm impressed by the Masonic Temple background and uh, the way you fit that weird baby blurred out JPEG version of my head onto a child's Halloween costume robe. Solid. You
1: keep saying you. I don't know how this was made. I have no, I mean, I, I could, I could reverse engineer it. Like I, I you know, I, ha- I have, I have graphic design skills. I know I- you made this. I, I could reverse engineer how this might have been put together, but it's
0: almost, it's almost signed at the bottom. That's how, that's how you, this is.
1: <laughs> I mean, that, that's just, that's Spandrew Spice Erasure, plain and simple. Uh, let's see the next one. Is this one here? Uh, this, this one, this one's from Michael Lindquist. And it's a picture of me. It's a picture of a person that's eating from two different boxes of pizza. And my face has been put onto the person. And one of the boxes of pizza pizza says Spandrew's memes. And one of the boxes says Andrew's memes. And I don't understand this
0: one. I do. It's all pizza. Meaning, it's all you, baby. You made all this shit. Why are people saying this? I don't get it. It's 100% you. Uh, Dave, you're you're Trey Thornton. Andrew, you know that I'm not Trey Thornton. (laughs) You know you're very familiar with the frequency of my crackhead energy, and it is very different than Trey Thornton's meth head energy. By that same logic, I don't have an eye patch. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Maybe there is a an a, a spandry spice. I don't believe it, but maybe there is. And maybe there's an Arby's that makes good sandwiches.
1: God damn it! I don't know. What's your rating on this? I'm gonna go eight. I'ma go two because I don't understand <laughs> it. It doesn't make any sense. It's not funny. It's just it's just cruel. Um what is this a we got, we got, we got our first Bill Bixby's original a ridge in a while. Uh this one's from Bill Bixby's Oscar. It's like kind of like a collage looking thing, looking piece. Up in the 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 upper corners of it, there's a picture of of uh I think it's the I think it's a Terry Gilliam illustration from one of the Monty Python movies. I think that's what it is. And but my face has been put onto it. And it's like I'm wearing a crown, and I've got like a flowing beard. Uh, and then in the bottom corners, there is a picture pictures of Bob Barker. He's got pizzas floating in front of his eyes. And
0: and then the Kolchak the Night Stalker with both of our faces grafted onto it, standing in front of a picture field that's two beef and cheddars, a giant snake, and a Bigfoot. And what is that person in the lower right? Oh, it's
1: just it's just a guy. It's just like a. This it's is just, amazing. It's the just the some, it's some guy, some older it's just, guy really with a is, pipe.
0: This really is enigmatic of uh and representational of late period Bill Bixby's Oscar, you know, the attention yeah. to detail, the figure work, you know, you he, he comes from the neoclassicist um school of meme makers, you know, true avant-garde non-sequitur narrative structuring, you know. He really is what you might call um the tip of the spear of the avant-garde meme movement happening within the Deep Cuts Facebook group. Yep.
1: Above that, there's a reptilian-looking guy, and then behind him is is the banana kill guy, the banana head with, like, a mouth and sunglasses. And then above that is another picture of the reptilian guy, and then there's the banana guy, and then there is Dave with sunglasses on.
0: All right, now read all these captions.
1: And it says, I I read that in a really weird way. I, I, like... I read it like upside down, like from bottom to top, for some reason.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, but it's but the banana guy just says hey, and then Dave says we want to kill a guy, and then the reptilian guy says it'll be fucking hilarious, and then, <laughs> you think I'm gonna say no, and then Bob Barker says good luck, shit
0: eyes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Ten. Ten. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a 10 as well. It's, what else can I say? We got one from Mike Miller. It's the, it's the predator Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers locking hands meme. And, uh, Carl Weathers arm says Lisa Frank and Arnold's arm says Sherlock Holmes. And in the middle where they clasp hands, it says cocaine mastery. Ten. This is a ten. That's
0: a ten. Cocaine mastery. (laughs) That's a ten, baby. Uh,
1: I'm I'm gonna give it a nine. This is this is where the in the timeline of events. This is where the the QAnon episode started coming out. So I think the memes are going to get much darker. Yeah. All right. So we got from Aaron Docker, we've, we've got uh, quantum memes hoping the next meme will be the meme home. And it's just all the different quantum Daves this is an amazing... in line with each other. So you've got the, you think I'm going to say no Dave up front. You've got the Lorenzo Baker, Dave, you've got the old man Dave, you've got the deep cuts, Dave, you've got the Chiquita banana Dave with the, with the head wrap on, which may or may not be <laughs> racial appropriation. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 this is
1: wild, man. Oh, uh, you got the baby Sailor Dave. This is
0: like really good Photoshop work, too. It looks yeah. like there's a Muppet Dave back here in the corner. Yeah, there's,
1: yeah, there's like a Muppet Dave or something.
0: That one's really good.
1: Uh, and then you got the, you got the, the Cruella uh, <laughs> doppelganger Dave. And then you've got the like horrifying mixture of Stephen Colbert and Dave, Dave. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who's the guy in the end? Is the guy in the end the dude from that show Love?
1: No, you know, you, you think it's Paul Rust. No, that's that's your face and Stephen Colbert's face deep faked together.
0: <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Oh, I thought that's what this was. What is this?
1: <laughs> that's the old that's the reverse.
0: Oh, that's this, the, oh yes yes,
1: this, yes yes yes. This yes. is this is this is Stephen Colbert's face deep faked onto your face. Yes. This one this is... is your face deep faked onto Stephen Colbert's face, <laughs> <laughs> and and whenever whenever it's whenever it's whenever it's Stephen Colbert's face deep faked onto yours, it looks like Paul Rust. Yes, when it's your face deep faked onto Stephen Colbert's face, you're an old man.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is really good to me. I'm going to go 9.5. This, 9.5. Is, this is amazing. Yeah,
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go 9.5 as well. This is I love this. I mean, I'm a hu- huge Quantum Leap fan. Saw Scott Bakula at a diner one time.
0: Did you start humming? It's been a long time getting from there to here.
1: No, I, I, I have a pretty strict policy about never like approaching celebrities or trying to talk to people in public. However, uh, he he initiated conversation by he looked up at me and he was waving it at at, uh, at phoenix wk mm. and then he was like he was like your son's awesome and i was like thank you and i was like by the way quantum leap is in one of my is one of my top favorite top 5 favorite shows and he, he and he gave me one of these <laughs> he he gave me a, a a namaste prayer hands
0: yeah 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 and then he said, Now get the fuck
1: yeah, out of here. Get away from me. You made a mistake talking to me in public, you piece of shit.
0: Yeah. You should he was like, I only respond to people who compliment me on my appearance in the William Shatner documentary, The Captains.
1: Alright, so the next so the next thing, so this is this is my fault a little bit, but I posted a picture of us in the group thinking nothing of it. I posted a picture of Dave and I.
0: You didn't you really didn't think somebody was going to fucking meme this year? <laughs> no,
1: I didn't. I posted a picture of Dave and I being interviewed for a documentary about Richard McCaslin. Uh we did an episode a while back if you haven't listened to it about Richard McCaslin, the phantom patriot, and we interviewed T Krulos, who wrote the book. He literally wrote the book on Richard McCaslin, and he's making a documentary on it, uh, American Madness. And he interviewed us for it, and, I, and they took a picture of, of it. And I uploaded the picture, just being like, "Oh, it's cool. We're we're uh, we're sitting down and doing this thing." And it was it was immediately memed, uh, and I think the memes were actually posted into the yeah. There's 37 comments on this post. So let's see let's see where do we start. I don't like it when they post the memes in the comments because then it's hard to find. So Aaron Dockery took this picture and he put banana heads on us. That's not really a meme.
0: That's solid, though. I like that. I'm going to go five out of ten. Five out of ten? Yeah.
1: And there was another one. I could have sworn there was another one.
0: Man, there's so many people were fucking commenting on that shit.
1: Yeah, that, this yeah. picture blew up for some reason. I did not expect it. Maybe, maybe there wasn't. I thought there was like more memes that were done of that. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, no. The, yeah, it's coming up. It's coming up. It's coming up. Um...
0: What if I died from this Arby's sandwich right now?
1: You're not gonna die from the Arby's sandwich.
0: Well, what if I did? Would you feel bad?
1: Uh, I honestly, I would think you're being a little melodramatic.
0: <laughs> I'm dead, and you're like, <laughs> really, man? <laughs> really?
1: <laughs> All right, so this, so this meme is it's that comic that's used as a meme a lot, where somebody's intro, welcoming somebody to heaven, and being like, "Welcome to heaven. Here's like a really cool thing." And then the person's like, but wait. And then the person rips off their mask and it's the devil and they're actually in hell. So the guy goes, welcome to heaven. Here is our podcast collection. And then the guy looks at the stack of podcasts and he goes, but these are just deep cuts episodes about QAnon. And then the guy rips off his mask and he's set, he's Satan. And they're uh, in hell. Seven. Seven? I give it a fucking
0: one. Why? Because I've worked hard on that shit. They're not wrong though. That was my magnum opus. I thought it was Spandry Spice's Magnum Opus. The, the QAnon series? Yeah. Well, didn't you write that under your pseudonym, Spandry Spice? I am... No, it has nothing to do with me. Oh, okay. You sure? 100 you, you can feel free to slip up. It's cool. Just you you admit your truth.
1: God damn you. You're 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 trying to trick me into... You're, you're trying to, like, entrap me. Just, this is full-on Catherine Zeta-Jones and Sean Connery. This one's from Michael Lindquist. It's that one of, like, the monkey given side eyes, that monkey puppet. And in the first one, it says, Me while Andrew explains how social media addiction is caused by people <laughs> wa- wanting online gratification. And then in the second one, when he looks away, it says, Me creating a meme to make the Deep Cuts podcast group happy, whom are all online individuals who I have never met. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ten. Yeah, that's a ten. Ten. That's a ten. That might be Michael Linquist's first ten.
1: I think it is. Yeah.
0: Good job, Michael. That was great. <laughs> Sometimes it's the simple man. It's you, you just gotta play the hits.
1: This one is from somebody named Fat Mall. Whoa. I don't even know. I don't remember that name ever popping up. I don't know if maybe they changed their name. I don't. I don't recognize Fat Mall. But that's their name right now, um, and it's a picture. Of, <laughs> It's a picture of me in an art gallery. And that's Archie Goodwin. And, it's, and with Archie Goodwin, and we're looking at a bunch of easels, and they're a bunch of memes that i've created these are my these are my masterpieces these are my these are my fucking championship yeah yeah, memes. yeah 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 this is what secured me uh-huh. the championship of the pizza pizza papa rizza meme celebrates a special
0: which you definitely didn't just award to yourself in a despotic fascistic move
1: and i'm saying marty this is gonna make me in the meme this is gonna make me in the meme chef world deep cuts was just the beginning
0: which is a reference to the bill finger episode
1: and then it cuts to uh, an episode of Court TV, and the plaintiff is Spandrew Spice. <laughs> and they're implying that Spandrew Spice ghost created all of my memes, and I'm taking credit for them. I, and I don't understand what the correlation is.
0: Other than that's just a photo of you with an eye patch?
1: I don't. Now, granted, I do have vision problems. I have very poor vision. My, my prescription is very strong, but I have two functioning eyes that can see. And that's not in like an ableist way. I'm not saying I'm better. I'm just saying that I have two functioning eyes mm-hmm. factually mm-hmm. do not require an eye patch.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: Uh, I'm going to give it a six. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm giving it a one because I don't understand what this thing is that people are freaking out about. This is from Ed Zachary. This is, I, I don't know if this qualifies necessarily as a meme, but it's still funny. Um, so it's a picture of the baby sailor Dave. Oh my God. And you are, you, your, your sailor hat has a Q on it with an American flag pattern. And then you're standing in front of an American flag, but the stars on the flag are arranged into a Q. And it's, uh, baby bake spends four minutes on 4chan to see how his comic was received. And this is in, re- this is in, uh, reference to the story you told about how. Yeah. Action Hospital, like went like mini viral on 4chan, and you went to like see yeah. if people were talking shit about it, and then you were surprised to see that they were actually saying good things about yeah, it. Yeah, they
0: actually were somewhat not terrible about it. Yeah, um, seven, seven, mm-hmm. wow, that's pretty
1: high. I, I I give it more of a five.
0: All right, I give it. I revise. I give it a five and a half. <laughs>
1: This is Mike Miller. And it's, Do you think I'm going to say no meme? But for some bizarre reason, you have like spiral glasses on and you have like a cat nose and or like a mouse nose and mouse ears and whiskers for reasons that I cannot explain beyond that. Like Mike Miller is just like a furry or something.
0: <laughs> you heard it here first. And it says... <laughs>
1: And instead of saying "You think I'm gonna say no," no is crossed out, and it says "You think I'm gonna say Jeffrey Epfarf killed himself."
0: I love this nine and a half. Nine and a half.
1: A fucking wasn't it, is a it nine and a half anything? I think no, it nine, is. Not, It's a it's a Mickey Rourke.
0: Yeah, Mickey Rourke.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give it a Fellini. It's another one from Spandrew Spice. The person that is that is a real person that is not me. Uh. So, it's a picture of Bob Barker, and then next to him is a picture of sperm, and then underneath that, it's a picture of it's that meme with the woman who says the what, and it like closes up on her face, except for Dave's face has been put over the woman's face, so it's just a p- picture of Bob Barker and then sperm, and then it says little Davy breadsticks, breadsticks, and then you're going the what and then it's showing me and it's the screenshot from Back to the Future when he's up on stage playing Johnny B Good for the dance but my face is put over Marty McFly's face and I'm saying I guess you aren't ready for that yet but the listeners are going to love it.
0: Uh I'm going to go uh 6 6 This is a quality
1: Spandrew Spice come he, he's not he doesn't come out very often. He comes in every once in a while to drop a banger
0: you are spandrew spice i know that you are i know that you're spandrew spice admit it i'm calling on you here and now in this arby's parking lot admit that you're spandrew spice
1: i'm not spandrew spice admit it i'm not spandrew i i don't even understand this i've said this a million times i don't have an eye patch i don't like the i hate the mandela effect he literally has a facebook cover that says the mandela effect like he's a fan of it
0: i hate you so much right now
1: <laughs> you so you wait you give this you said you give this a six
0: yes if i could morally give it a zero i would but i feel like that would be against the core of the meme, maritza
1: i get gi- i give it a i give it a seven Let's see there's the last few of them here here's a good one this is from jack stratton and it says me after listening to papa pricey and davy bakes for hours on end every day for the last month and it's a picture of General Grievous. And he's got his hand held up. General Grievous from Star Wars, the prequels, and the Clone Wars and other stuff. Um, and he's got his hand held up. And in his hand, are there's text. And it says, Grift, Kayfabe, and Verhoeven's Toupee. And he says, these will make fine additions to my vocabulary.
0: <laughs> that is solid. That is solid. Solid. That's really good. I love this one. That's really good. That's a ten. Yeah, it's that's a ten. It's, really a, it's good. a
1: ten for me as well.
0: It made all the better that it wasn't produced by Spandrew Spice.
1: That's that's just pure bias. All right. <laughs> this one's from Aaron Dockery. Oh, this is a great one. And man. it's the it's the cover to Three Men and a Baby. Although I I feel like is. Is this the American version with, like, Steve Gutenberg, or is this the French version?
0: I have no idea, but it's really good.
1: But anyway, it's a a cover to Three Men and a Baby, but all the faces... So I'm sitting in the front. I can't remember what character this is, but I'm sitting in the front, and it's my face on an actor's body, and I'm holding the baby, but the baby has Dave's face, and next to me, standing next to me are Hillsmer and Zero. And it says three men and a baby bakes. And then baby bakes is peed on me. <laughs> but because of the picture that they used of my face, it looks like I'm really, into really it. really
0: excited about me peeing on your chest. Yeah.
1: It's not like, cause in the original photo, he's, yeah. he's like going like, oh, like he's like, yeah, yeah I yeah. can't believe this is happening. But me, I'm just like, I'm like into it.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna go nine. I love this. I, this is great.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a Fellini. It's, not, it's an eight and a half for me. Um, let's see here. Skipping a, skipping a couple of them, but you know, it's for the interest of time. Gotta be done. So many. Alright, so there's a, there's a couple, couple more here. Before we do the last ones in the group, let's quickly look at some of these ones in the Discord. There's a few in the Discord. All right, so I hate you, Josh. Just dropped a series of fucking the craziest shit. I don't even remember seeing half of these. I saw one of them because I commented on it, but the other one I don't even remember seeing these ones. So one of them is. is a picture of me which I th- I think they got from my Instagram page or something like that like some old picture of me and then next to it is a it's like a it's like a blacked out figure in silhouette and it says he's so well spoken and then projecting out of that silhouette is this like light beam with like a different white light like figure made of light and it says i don't know if i want to be him or date him <laughs> 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 <I> don- <laughs> i don't understand the
0: (laughs) 10 that's a 10 right there i'm
1: gonna gonna give it a 9 because i don't fully understand it and then the next one from i hate josh or i hate you josh uh it's it's a picture of a head and it says dave and then it's in his head it says i wonder what it would be like if we had a school in arizona (laughs) but then when he speaks out loud the dialogue bubble of what actually comes out of his mouth is fuck that guy
0: (laughs) solid solid Uh, Fellini yeah I'm gonna give it an 8 that is both of those are really good
1: and then the next one it's a guy that says Dave he's and he's got a small brain (laughs) and he's yelling at somebody and the person has a big brain and it says and he has an eye patch on and it says Spandrew Spice
0: this is a pro Spandrew Spice meme
1: yeah they love this they love Spandrew Spice I mean I they like it more than like either of us He's popular. I wish. I I wish. I sometimes I wish I could be Spandrew Spice.
0: Fuck, man. Let's just let's get Spandrew Spice to be the co-host of the show or something. Then because he's totally a fucking real person, not just (laughs) you. Uh, That one's a seven. Seven. Wait.
1: I'm gonna give it a a five point (laughs) five.
0: I love this one so
1: much. So it's that it's like a it's like a figure and he's like kneeling down. He's looking sad and there's all these bullies who are like kicking him and the sad guy says me and then the bullies are anxiety, depression and responsibilities and they're like bullying this guy and then a hand reaches out from off frame to help to seemingly help the guy the sad guy reaches out a hand of help and it says over that person it says new deep cuts episode and then in the next frame it's the new deep cuts episode body slamming the guy. And it says, discovering a new story about how people suck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Solid. Uh, Feline Jr.
1: This one's a 9.5 to me. This, this is, this is a, a Mickey Rourke for me. Um, and then this last one from I Hate You Josh. Uh, there's a wall between two stretches of road. There's a person standing at the, at the brick wall. And the brick wall says COVID. The person, it says, me trying to appear like an interesting and idiosyncratic person. And then on the other side of the wall, the rest of the road that he can't access says forced social function.
0: Solid. Solid, Me
1: Referencing the fact that throughout the entire existence of the show from day one, nobody can can actually do the thing that is the slogan of the show.
0: Uh this is great! I'm gonna go nine point five.
1: We go nine. Um, there's a couple more here. Let's see. There's actually a couple more from "I Hate You," Josh. He's still going. Uh, so this one, "I Hate You," Josh, one more time. It's the meme of the guy standing in the corner of a party while everyone kind of dances and has fun. He's like off in the corner, kind of looking on at them knowingly. And he says, they don't know I did a podcast episode breaking down the timeline of how QAnon came to be while also doing a Halloween special where we brought QAnon into the lore of our podcast. I haven't slept in a week. I I haven't haven't slept in weeks. Sorry.
0: I feel like this is targeted directly at you. Oh, for 100%. I'll let you go first on this one. What do you What are you giving it? Uh,
1: I'm yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a I'm giving it a ten, just just for being seen.
0: <laughs> uh, as my relative privilege affords me, due to the fact that I did not edit all of these, six.
1: God damn it, Dave! <laughs> um, and then there's one person from Instagram that sent me a meme and asked for it to be considered. Uh, so this is, I mean, their name is just President for Life. Love it. On Instagram. And they said, Hey guys, I'm an avid listener of your show. I don't have Facebook, but I'd like to enter into this, into the Pizza Pizza Pop Pizza Meme Mariza Celebritza. Keep up the great work. And then this is the meme. Um, and it's on, so it's a four panel meme. The first panel is a guy looking relative, a meme face guy looking relatively happy. And he says, Wow, the new episode of Deep Cuts was really good. And then in the next panel, it says part one, Pizzagate, and it's just a picture of the Deep Cuts cover. And then underneath that, the next two panels, part six of the QAnon series, Human Revolution. And the guy is just like a fucking burnt out husk. And it says, Our existence is a testament to the hatred of our creator. I've lost all hope in humanity.
0: Solid. I'm gonna go uh, seven.
1: I'm gonna go seven and a half. Seven and a half on that one. Thank Pres- you. President for life. President for life. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the la- last couple of ones here from back from the Facebook group. Uh, we got Aaron Dockery. And once again, I just do not understand this. The, it's the, it's the predator Arnold and Carl Weathers meme thing again. Carl Weathers arm says Chris Gaines and Arnold Schwarzenegger's arm says Spandrew Spice. And then in the middle, it says, what the fuck was that about?
0: 10 10 I don't even get it. What does it mean? You son of a fucking bitch, you know what that means. You are Spandrew Spice, admit it. And
1: then a little while later, uh Spandrew Spice posted another uh meme fresh out of the oven. And in the so in the caption he says, "Not sure why I'm getting compared to Garth Brooks." but I figured I'd just leave this here. And it's that meme that was going around and getting that got popular for a little bit where it was like showing four people related to each other in some way in a little like cross-reference graph. And so the top two, there's 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 two, two rows and two columns. The two columns are does not know what cryptocurrency is and then does know what cryptocurrency is. And then the two rows are does not invest in crypto, does invest in crypto. So Dave does not know what cryptocurrency Currency is, but does not and does not invest in crypto. Hillsmer does not know what cryptocurrency is, but does invest in crypto. Andrew does know what cryptocurrency is, but does not invest in crypto. And zero does know what cryptocurrency is and does invest in crypto.
0: All right, so now we're gonna crown the winner of the uh, pizza, pizza, paparita, mamarita, celebrita. What are your nominations, Andrew? Well, so for me, it's a toss
1: up between the that Bob Barker enlightenment. Meme with all the math in it from Blake Morari, or the Quantum Dave Quantum Leap parody meme from Aaron Dockery, or the the Quantum Dave's meme from Spandrew Spice.
0: Yeah, those uh, those options are all pretty good. I mean, yeah, yeah, I agree. Those are all great options. So, what does that mean? Are we going to do a at the Mountains of December madness, pizza, pizza, paparizza. Now, even though you're blatantly Spandrew Spice,
1: listen, Dave. I don't know how many times I have to tell you this, but I am not. Wait, who is that?
0: What the fuck? Hey, hey, that somebody walking over. Whoa, 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 hey, Hey. whoa, hey, hey, guys, (gasps) Spandrew Spice Spice is a real
3: person.